Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee and Jasmine Brand is here. Yes. And Coach Jesse, of course, is here with us. Hello, Coach Jesse. <laughs> hello, 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 family. It's and so great to see y'all. Dr. Pierre Johnson is here as well. Dr. P. That's Dr. P. <laughs> don't you. play. Appreciate yeah. it. Dr. P, don't play. P stands for don't play. Mm. All right. And of course, we want to make sure that we talk about something that is very important and I know important to you too, Coach mm-hmm. Jesse. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, last time we were here, our client from the detox now, Natarsia, she actually shared her incredible testimony of eliminating an MRI. Yes, MRI documented tennis centimeter fibroid. And I say this because Dr. P hasn't seen it for himself and A lot of doctors are going to be like, I need to see this from start to scratch. Mm -hmm. But this was not the first testimony we've shared. We had them come share themselves. And she had a very tremendous, like, incredible uh, result, which was she did eliminate a 10-centimeter fibroid on our fibroids kit, right? Mm -hmm. But every woman's um, journey is not going to be the same. Right. Some women, like, they literally need to have surgery because their situation calls for it. There are complications that literally can be life-threatening. Um, there are some women who just desire surgery. And for us, you know, there are a lot of people who they practice holistic mm-hmm. um, and they say that, you know, really it's one or the other. Like you have to choose traditional or holistic medicine. And honestly, we're here to stigmatize that and say that, no, truly holistic health is integrative. Okay. It means that you take traditional medicine the best of what you need from that, you take from holistic practices what you need from that, and you get the desired outcomes, the best desired outcomes for you. Right. So today, I'm really, really, you know, for us, one of the ways we do that is not just helping our clients with our protocols, but also connecting them to the right resources. Mm-hmm. And that means helping to find like the most incredible and um very skilled and dependable people to partner with. Right. So I'm really excited about launching an exclusive partnership with um, Dr. P, who is really a an incredible um, OBGYN. And not just, because there are tons of physicians out there, mm-hmm. but 
one of the reasons why I've actually brought him on with us today is because, um, one, I want to shine the light on him <laughs> as a shine the light. You're center. so clever. Yes, I want to shine the light on him. <laughs> I think she's here. You know, you saw what I did. Um, but I'm going to give you just, I'm going to uh, turn it over to him, but I want you to just get some insight as to him, right? He, the world, the Guinness Book of World Records recently reported in, um, I think it was September, I'll get my, my notes here, February 27th, they reported that the world record for the number of fibroids removed in one surgery was 236. That's a lot. Of, how can that even happen? In India, in one surgery. That happened in October of 21. Well, Dr. P actually removed on September 6th, this year, mm-hmm. he just removed 300 and fibroid, 304 fibroids from one patient. Oh, my god! Now, here's the incredible part. That's incredible enough. Jaw-dropping. Uh, it was not only from a the original incision, all right, but a smaller version of the original incision, which was horizontal. Most people, if you remember, I've had many surgeries. Mm-hmm. And the second fibroid surgery, they told me, oh, no, you're going to have to have a vertical surgery. So I have what they call the T-cut, vertical up to my stem right here. Mm-hmm. And then and horizontal, right. He has a policy of no <laughs> vertical incisions ever, okay, which okay. takes a lot of dedication and work. And he, he actually removes all the fibroids. He meaning like there were people will be like, well, we didn't we left the little ones, you know, because we just it, 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 we we really didn't want to bother those. But that allows opportunity for them to grow to re- back. Mm-hmm. Right. And he meticulously works to minimize the scar tissue. Right. So he and is a goat and in the fibroid slayer for any woman, because when you have a surgery like that, you think about the yeah. scarring that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of women are like, man, mm-hmm. I want to do it, but I don't want to have to deal with this. And then a lot of times people have to go back, like you said, mm-hmm. um, and do surgery again. Well, Dr. P, what an introduction. <laughs> I can't you have to call him by the right name, which okay. is the fibroid slayer. The, the, fibroid, the fibroid slayer. Okay. And, long, and a client, a, let, I'll let him tell how he got that name. How long did that? I know you're going to go into your story, but how long did that that surgery take the one uh, where you broke the Guinness seven out but I didn't I mean you have to they don't so know for Guinness you, book, have to like, you have to notify them there's a process you mm-hmm. yeah. before you do it like oh, I'm about to break okay. this right so it's not like you know I do this all the time mm-hmm. so I have no idea where it's gonna be and before that it was like a hundred and something so, so my client so you don't even he, know how many fibroids are inside until no, you, you have no idea yeah mm-hmm. okay and so that's why you know I tell people like you know we get enamored with like a lot of imaging and things but on on ultrasound MRIs, they're only going to mention the ones that they feel like mentioning, like the the big ones. You'll right. never you'll never see an ultrasound or MRI that says three hundred fibroids or hundred fibroids. It'll be like five or six, and then okay. you don't really know mm-hmm. what it is until you actually get inside. And then it's from that point, it's like how dedicated are you to removing or just being diligent and removing everything? And most people they won't. What made, uh, as the fibroid slayer, what made this something that you felt should be your specialty? Because there has to be something that drew you to this work. Yeah. So, you know, I always knew I wanted to be OB, like since I was a kid. Um, And I was just really attracted to, you know, deliveries and OB. But, you know, around in high school, I started to cut hair. I was a barber. Um, See the line? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a barber. (laughs) Very meticulous. Uh, Yeah. So I started cutting hair in in high school and put myself through college, like cutting hair. I was a barber, like before medical school. And I was like, you know, I'm really good with my hands. And I just really grew a passion for surgery. And so I was like, I know I still want to be an OB, but how can I really utilize the skill set 
to to be a benefit. And so surgery was my thing. I did a year of general surgery before my residency. I uh, just was really, really aggressive during my, my residency to get really good and robotically trained and things. And um, I enjoyed like fibroid surgery. I was kind of attracted to it. And then as reading deeper um, into it, uh, just with the history of black women um, mm-hmm. in this country and like everything that black women went through, um, I was like, this is how I change it, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, two thirds of hysterectomies are still in southern states. Um, you know, by the time women get to me, they've been through five, six, seven doctors have told them they need a hysterectomy, vertical incision. So they run from it, yeah. um, which is normal. And they'd be like, well, why women, why do black women have it so bad? A lot of it is because of the access to care, and it's it's a, a lack of skill set. I mean, That's the things, that, the, the big thing, one. yeah, the thing lack that skill what, what they don't tell you. Um, this is like behind the curtain type stuff uh, for like OBGYN residencies. Like when you you do your medical school, and then you know whatever specialty you go into, it's specializing to residency. But for OBGYNs, like an overwhelming majority of those residency programs are focused just on OB. They don't get a lot of surgical skills. Mm-hmm. So it's very few programs that really focus on surgical skills. So you have a plethora, I mean, just like an overwhelming majority of OBGYNs that don't have a high level of surgical skills. Okay. So Huge. that translates to the care for black women because, right. one, there's a lack of access. And then when you get to the point of people that actually care um, about, you know, the Very care for black women, it, it, it knocks it down even smaller. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I just took it as a, a personal mission and crusade to change the narrative. Is there a stigma when people see you and they're like, wait, that's the, the doctor? <laughs> Always. You don't um, look like a doctor. You have... Uh, but how does the doctor yeah, look? Yeah, how does the doctor look? Let me tell you what a doctor say don't yeah, look yeah, like. See? They don't have jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have jewelry, jewelry. They're not icy. No, I have, so I had a black, OB, I have a black OBGYN. I had a, um, my uh, pediatrician's black. But I hadn't, I didn't have a lot of black doctors. So we have. Well, that we, starts from the beginning. Yeah, so I, part. so I, you know, I just, I don't know what a black doctor is going to look like anyway yeah. mm-hmm. but shout out to the three doctors because you know those are my guys yep. yes. and to see the yes. work that they've done because um, mm-hmm. I also feel like somebody watching this somebody young that's like thinking about yep. what they want to do it. Yeah. Yep. they always say if you can see it you can be, be it. it and that might encourage other people to be like that's the position that I want to be in because mm-hmm. I do agree with you you know my um, my doctor's a black woman because I also think even being a woman... That's a whole other level. Yeah, it's yeah. another thing, too, because sometimes as a woman, you're like, okay, I'm more comfortable, you know, discussing that with a woman. So that's why I'm saying a stigma, you know, that's like both of those things. Yeah. Well, you, you look know, like us, and then... You look like us. You like you hang out with us. I mean, <laughs> it is, yeah. It's yeah. a stereotypical narrative, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, and that's a lot of it. We go to, you know, the thought of a white man or like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you're supposed to look this way. And that's how that transcends on the, uh, you know, the mentality of, of our country. You know, somebody yeah. looks like me shouldn't be doing this type of stuff. And, and then there's the narrative that 86% of the OBGYNs are female, mm-hmm. right? But they're white. Only 11% are black women, right? Or just so, black. Just 11% are black. <laughs> right, half of those, period. You know, and, and it's like when you look at, you know, the makeup, it is overwhelmingly Mm. White women, right. 70%. So you actually came under fire recently because of that. Yeah. And I was really upset because there was so much that was being thrown at him violently. I mean, it was just really terrible. Can TMZ, you give us some context to, to why he came under fire? Well, I, I'm going to tee it up, but I really want you to share personally. But he shared a video which was very genuine um, to me, right? Which mm-hmm. was that 
women are in my DMs. They're hitting me up and saying, man, I wish, you know, I wish I would have seen you to be my doctor, you know, but I, I want a female doctor. Mm -hmm. And or they are sending him after they've had surgeries that were botched up, sending him messages like, well, what do you think? Right. So clearly elevating him as the goat, the mm -hmm. person they really want to check in with, but not seeing him directly because of hangups around wanting a, a female doctor, right? So his perspective was, I just need some insight as to this. Like if you would, no matter what gender, gen, gender not, not make gender an issue mm -hmm. when it comes to getting the best care, yeah. why would you do it in the field of gynecology, right? Did I, did I wrap that up, That's sum that up? Real. Yeah, yeah I, I, remember, I remember seeing that. Um, it I remember was seeing everywhere. that video. Yeah. yeah. So but it was nasty. So let's hear from your perspective. Um, you know, from my perspective, like I I focus on like what I do, right? So just like yesterday, um, I spent my entire day with two patients that flew in from um all from one from Texas, one from Memphis, uh, because they were told by five, six, seven doctors that one, they had to have a hysterectomy. They had absolutely no chance. And then the other one's told she had to have a vertical incision. So this is a woman that has already had two myomectomies. She's had a UFE. It's been told so, so much misinformation. She's never had a child. And she's went through all of these things and finally come to me. So what people don't see is like that's my, my practice is based up of women all over the country that mm -hmm. fly in for surgery. Mm -hmm. And so and my DMs are flooded with women to say, hey, like, is my doctor doing this right? And I was like, no, no, they're really not. Or I've went through this and is this, you know, why, why is this happening? And so, you know, getting to that point, it's like goes back to the point that I was saying. It's not a very robust um, amount of surgeons that can offer Talent what they want. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, when you limit that. You know, it's, it's frustrating because it's it's, you know, I just see it so much and it's very easy, you know, for people to make judgment if you're not in the situation. Right. For those women that have advanced fibroid disease have been told by many doctors that they mm -hmm. had to have a hysterectomy or they had to have large vertical incisions. It's you know, it's just earth shattering. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it's like, you know, I'm doing all that I can. Um, to help these women. Like like I said, it was a, a lady yesterday, you know, 60 fibroids. I'm in there six hours, like getting all her fibroids. And this is a woman who the previous myomectomy, the doctor couldn't get her uterus out because, scar you know, tissue. she had all the scar tissue wow. and just left the fibroids wow. there. So now she's coming to me. So, so, like, stop right. there. This is, I need to point this out. This is huge. Okay. There's so many physicians. I don't want, I'm just going to say the word lazy. Okay. Or unskilled. I'm going to say it's going to be honestly, a combination of both. To me, that feels like borderline malpractice. Ne neglect, right? No, <laughs> not, not necessarily. Because it's like you're there. But they're going to say, you know, I just that don't understand it, how... it might have caused okay. more damage mm -hmm. if you go into it. Right. But it takes meticulous care. Like when I was on... But that's what I would hope all doctors so, and surgeons... You hope that. ...practice meticulous care. Because I think time. anytime... Mm -hmm. so, and energy. So if right? I... If I if, if I'm in there two hours and I get as much as I can and it's complicated and I just say, hey, it's it's more difficult to just keep doing this as opposed to being done here, uh, as opposed to spending another four hours, six hours. You know, I don't get paid anymore. You're going to you have an increased risk of complications. You have a lot of other things that could possibly happen. There's really no incentive. Mm -hmm. For the doctor to do that other okay. than you truly are passionate about right. doing the right thing. And, you know, you, you can say that about anything. You 
I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Law, engineering. Like, <laughs> right? nobody's going to say, hey, I'm going to stay another three hours at my job because right. I love being and here. And I get like, paid. Not, yeah, <laughs> and I get paid for it. So, you, it's not, you know, There's we no look overtime. at it because, you know, physicians <laughs> are different and we're supposed to, like, just be invested. Don't, don't worry about the money. You know, just be about the patient. But nowhere else do we say that. Right. But so, for me, it's like, I'm that way. And I can't speak about anybody else. I can only speak about what I do. Mm-hmm. And when you deal with women that are at their last end, I'm li- dealing with 39, 40, 41, 42, 43 year old women that have, you know, no children, have been told no way possible. Yeah. And I'm their last option. And so, you know, don't, uh, my whole thing was like, don't give up or just don't close the door on me if right. I owe you got because I know the alternative. I teach all over the country um, a particular device and I see firsthand 
these surgeons. I watch it and mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. I can only kind of tell people like what's happening without telling them what's happening. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm here to help. But, right. you know, if you come and then me you're off, playing cleanup, you. you're right. forced to play cleanup. Right. Because more scar tissue from a botched up surgery. Now you're in a worse scenario because right. of that. And when you talk about integrating both the holistic and then also having surgery, um, what are your thoughts on that? And do you also talk to your patients about that? Because that's kind of what we're discussing here, too. Sure. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Coach Jesse is doing is is, is awesome. Um, and I'm all about, um, you know, living your best and healthiest life right because a lot of the things that we have and we don't we don't know we don't have a lot of data we just know that you know people are having a lot more cancers now yeah. people are having a lot of things a lot of things that weren't happening mm-hmm. 50 60 years ago so that has a lot to do with our lifestyles our food our you know yes, our exercise and yeah you see right. them banning certain foods now here right. in mm-hmm. california they started off with the, the skittles um, yeah. yeah, yeah. With the dye. But they've been banned in the UK. Yeah, they've been yeah. in Europe. People are like, do not bring your poisonous food over here. But <laughs> right. for some reason, yeah. kids are eating that here. All right. So it's, it, you know, it, as far as, you know, from the holistic approach, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. And, and the healthier you are, healthier you are, the better, you know, things are from everything, you know, from fibroids to hypertension to diabetes, yep. whatever. If you live your life, you know, right and put the put healthy things in your body preoperatively as well as postoperatively, right. better outcomes will happen. So that's why I support what she's doing. Yeah. And, you know, for us, prevention is literally post-op prevention is critical. Mm-hmm. I am a standing witness. Right. I had five small bowel obstructions, which did not come from the fact that I had bowel issues. I had challenges from complications from fibroid surgeries. I wish I had a Dr. P in my life because he would have done the work from the upfront if I was going to have surgery to help minimize the scar tissue so that it didn't, it snowballs every time you're opened up. It becomes worse and worse. And, you know, and that's the I, meticulous I, attention that, to detail. That's the attention right? to detail. So, like when when I when I perform surgery, and I tell my my residents because I teach, um, I tell them like, imagine yourself on this table, and everything that you do, every cut you make, every burn you make, everything you pull out. Imagine you sitting on this table watching you do this. Mm. And so, before you do that. Think about how you would feel about that. But when I watch, it's it's like, you know, just from C-sections. So let's just talk about C-sections, yeah, right? Yeah, I had a C-section. So literally, and I tell them this all the time. It's like, you know, after you make the incision, you go down to the fascia. They literally put the fingers in and rip the side. I was like, just think of yourself looking, yeah. ripping. So I, I never do that. So I teach yeah. them meticulously take down the peritoneum and then get to it, right? And then put everything back um, just back like you found crazy. it. Right. Just like you found it. No, you I know? promise I've been packed wrong. Crazy. <laughs> like, about it. So recently, I know it came out recently, the medical examiners um, reported that Lisa Marie Presley uh, died of a small bowel obstruction, mm-hmm. right? And that was not, it was from a bariatric surgery. Which what's a bariatric surgery? It's a gastric weight loss, you know, a weight loss oh, surgery. She okay. had had years before, oh, wow. so it wasn't like it just happened right after she had surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is important because a lot of people think that oh, once the surgery's over and I'm fine, then That's I it. have no more complications. Right. But the, the 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 small bowel obstruction came from scar tissue proliferation. A, abnormal proliferation of that tissue can happen over time from inflammation, right? Uh, that literally causes it to grow later on. There are things related to when you look at how it happened, what happens is the tissue, it wraps around 
in her case, it was her small intestine. In my case, it was my small intestine, right? And every time it, it basically paralyzed it, right? In, in her case, it caused a heart failure. In my case, it caused a, an obstruction where I couldn't keep food down anymore. Mm-hmm. And they had to cut out. Over time, it was, um, I'm left with left than, less than three feet of small intestine. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we were born with 20 to 25 feet, wow. right? So that is like almost 20 feet of small intestine that your body needs to have regular function that I do not have and why I still deal with chronic long-term issues every day, every day. But they don't tell you that when you're having a C-section. Did right. they say, hey, with this incision, with every incision you have, you have a long-term risk of potentially developing a small bowel obstruction because scar Mm. tissue, you have to be preventative in Mm -hmm. your lifestyle to help your body to actually restrict the growth of scar tissue. I have not heard one woman say that. Mm -mm. And it's also too, and what I I educate, um, I try to educate people is the things that you don't know to ask yes. your surgeon. You have to have yeah. like, it's like, Because sometimes yeah. you're just, people are nervous like to ask questions or mm. they have things, but sometimes you're getting rushed. Yeah, and, like, yeah oh, a lot no. of times you A thousand percent. Yeah. And the thing, like I interviewed our friend, Dr. Rajiv Sharma. He's a gastro- world-renowned gastroenterologist about this after I learned about the Lisa Marie Presley thing. And he was like, here's the deal, the thing this blew my mind, that yes, with every incision, he said, tummy tuck, gastric sleeve, you know, all any gallbladder, every incision causes scar tissue. Scar tissue is a normal, your body has to form scar tissue to heal. It also forms scar tissue um, with infection and also trauma, any kind of injury to the body, can, your body forms scar tissue. And what happens is it's like this sticky, it forms adhesions inside. It's like sticky. Think, I think about pictures. It like this. Think about it like this, Here. right? So every t- anytime, like if you was a kid, like you, you fell off that. your bike, right? Mm-hmm. And you had a, had a wound. I still and got then, it. And then you, had, then, you had, then you had a scab that formed and then like underneath the scab, it had like this weepy little stuff that came out of mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. So if you cut into somebody's <laughs> belly, right? It's no different. Like as you do that, like the tissue to heal, it it produces a fluid. Um, there's inflammation, and if that inflammation is not really paid attention to, mm-hmm. like it can start as it heals. Like the same thing that the cuts on your arm, Achilles. like it can mm-hmm. that fluid, Inside. that fluid, right? can now start to adhere to things mm-hmm. like on the inside. Like so expand. Right. So Here. exactly. Like so that's, what scar, that's what scar is... tissue is. It's just healing. It's healing um, tissue. But to counteract that, being very meticulous with surgery, right? Being mm-hmm. very pinpoint with how you cut things, um, being very uh, clear as far as like fascial planes and those things, like don't just cut just to cut. Or don't right. just like, you know, be very Measure uh, twice, pinpoint. Cut once. Yeah, put be, be pinpoint with how you throw sutures and how you tie things down and put things back, put tissue layers back the way they're supposed to be. These are the questions. It doesn't sound like surgery. It just yeah. sounds like I don't know. It's well, it, scary. It but well, no, but it's but it's 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 the true it's it's the it real conversation. It's the it's real the conversation. Real conversation. Yeah, because you're not being to told this. You because need to have if this these is necessary, so. you need to know this type yeah, of information. Absolutely. If you're and how many people are walking around like, oh, okay, I'll give you my godmother had a um she had a, a hysterectomy years, years, years ago. Ten years later, she had to have an emergency small bowel obstruction um surgery. Mm-hmm. Why? A small bowel resection because she developed an obstruction. Out of nowhere, right? But there are things, when we look at things that cause your body to go into an inflammatory state, it's your diet. So again, this is what formed, for us, it made us form this prevention kit we talked about last time, right? Mm-hmm. And for us, we tackle the three things we, which are the most 
the we said that the three preventable health issues that help to actually fuel these issues, right? One is hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. It causes estrogen dominance that also can lead to that kind of, we know at least the fibroids and it's one of the leading causes of like breast cancer and things like that. So our balance supplement helps to, these are the three supplements that are in our prevention kit, mm-hmm. right? The balance helps to, helps your body because your body does the work. Let's be clear. The right diet, the proper sleep, the right supplementation, it helps your body balance your hormones. It's also a great period reliever, right? And then there's vitamin D you therapy. That, Jasmine? Yeah, I know. I got bad cramps. Girl, <laughs> take this. Take it. I think I have. I think what? I, yeah. I think I have. Yeah, I think I have that. You need definitely D three. Our our D three formula is certified and tested. Five thousand IU's a dose, and it's made with the most bioavailable form of D three, which is colocalciferol. We talked about how black people's melanin, our melanin actually blocks the absorption of the sun. So we are 78% of um, African-Americans in the U.S. are D3 deficient. So this is actually recent studies have shown that D3 is actually the number one hormone your body uses to fight inflammation and tumor. And it also helps with hair growth Mm because it helps regulate the, the growth hormone and insomnia which is important for your body, again, to have homeostasis. And then the last one is our mass supplement, which is literally what we call the, it attacks chronic inflammation because it helps your body control levels of chronic inflammation through immune, through your immune system. And if you, for us, it's like, if you take the most strategic way of targeting your body's ability to prevent, right, chronic inflammation, balance the hormones, D-therapy. These are three things that if you target those three things, mm-hmm. your body's now in a better state to help your body heal post-op as well as to prevent on the front end, right? Because when we look at as the things that as Black people we're most affected by, chronic stress, it literally upregulates everything we're talking about, right? When you see these, these sisters who are in these terrible situations, it's Black women. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything you talked about con- contributes to chronic stress. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to what... operate on um like a, a a woman relative that you knew or a? Oh, that was that went viral too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That talk about that story. So you know, you know, this was we, terrible so, the way so they we, dug into we this. talk about. Uh, you know, every time we look on Facebook, Instagram, we talk about like maternal death rates. Black women are dying. You know, at a three time alarming rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. There are very good reasons for that and it's not just because there's not access it's not a lot of you know the things that women that black women go go through are not paid attention to right there there's you know their pain is treated different mm, all of those ignored. things are treated so you know my my sister um who also reads the same things came to me and said listen i don't want to die I don't want to be That's ripped. Real. I don't want right. to be ripped to my anus. Like, you know, I, I want you to deliver your niece and I want you to make sure that I stay alive and say less. Right. Say I, less. If you had, I, I said, I said say less. I would have said, I said the say same less. thing. Someone so, who really cares. You know, yeah. So I, I get drugged for being my sister's. I, and I'm, I don't I don't do her general like her general care or whatever. I literally and I don't even do OB. Right. I, I'm I'm. Just G-Y-N. strictly GYN yeah. for the most part, but for my sister, yeah. I'm going to make sure she stays alive and make sure my, my niece is, is everything's good. Because the the thing that we do is unfortunately, um, you know, and I don't, not to get too deep, but we have forgot where we came from. 
right? When we, you know, when you talk about civil rights, you talk about slavery or whatever, we were all we had, right? So you had that one doctor that was taking care of everybody. Right. We, couldn't go to, we couldn't go to their... By the way, I just yeah. want to say... I that I had somebody in my family. Right. I know yeah, that's right. an absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. I, nobody you could trust more than, you know, no. your own brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so can we talk about this partnership that you guys have? Yeah, yes. Sure. So what I was saying to... Um, because, you know, when I look at why we've done this, we, we talked about why, but this specific choice was because when we look at how many women are needing this, it's it's critical. So what we've discussed is everything from, all right, so if you're needing it and you're talking to someone, because we're talking to people who need all the time, right? And a lot of times I'm like, listen, I want you, if you will, I want you to, to have a second opinion. I know this is what your GYN is saying, but I want you to have a second opinion. I want you to talk to Dr. P. Mm-hmm. And we've done this several times. One mm-hmm. of my clients recently, she just had 108 fibroids removed. By you? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, re- I referred her to him. Right. Everybody else <laughs> like, wanted to do nah, a hysterectomy. Because Coach Jesse is not going to just tell you, all, you know, change your diet, take the, do this. No. Deep. It's sometimes it's more than that. And well, I, you know how many people, words? it's so widespread, these issues with black women that yeah. all the time I'm always sending people to, to yeah, Coach Jesse. Yeah, you're always Jessie. sending people to Coach Jesse. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. She'll, yeah. she'll text me. And then afterwards, we do the post-op support for helping them with the prevention, right? Okay. And on his end, it's, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, do you want to have, well, I won't speak for you. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's where you're at Mm -hmm. in life. You know, if you, if you are at a point where you have advanced fibroid disease and you, your, your quality of life is diminished, Mm -hmm. um, or you're at a point where you're really at the last end of your reproductive years and you need to have answers for your fibroids to get, to have, to get pregnant, um, you need immediate answers, right. Right? right? You have to do what you have um, to you do have to, for yeah, yourself. You to do. So, like you know, that that's me, and I I don't I don't push surgeries on people. I, I give surgeries. I provide that option for women that need it. Every woman with fibroids does not need surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are eighty. Uh, 80% of black women have fibroids, right? That means eight out of every 10. Not all of them need surgery. Literally like a quarter of those have advanced fibroid disease or fibroids that are significant. Which is still impacted. a huge amount. I yeah. just yeah. want to say yeah. that's still a huge amount. Yeah. Well, where can people find more information? Well, of course, um, we invite everybody to go to the detox now to get their prevention kit or their fibroids kit. With the Way Up special. We always have a Way Up special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> way Up is the code for get ready. 30% off. Okay. Yes. Yes. We, like love it. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Yes. For, you know, not just the prevention kit and the fibroids kit, but also all of our kits and supplements are going to be only with the Way Up code for y'all. And um, he's going to be on our website, you know, and we're going to make sure that as we're talking to people, that's how we're doing it because we want them to know, even if you've had someone, I, I've, I've already, you want to have, you want to have a baby right now. I want you to talk to Dr. P right away because you're talking to someone who I, I don't know that I trust them because I've talked to him enough. I've seen right. what he's doing enough you, to say if he says that this is it, I, I highly I'm going to recommend that that's what you do. Well, I it's love that decision. you are now providing because she has yeah. never uh, teamed up with never somebody like you special, brother. Yeah. Right. So and for me, it's uh, uh, my website is www.fibroidslayer.com. <laughs> right. um, so consultations, things, uh, advice as far as like for fibroids, women have been told, you know, you don't have options. I give you a breakdown, all options. I look at your history and tell you 
honestly mm-hmm. what makes the most sense for you. And uh, and it's not always surgery. I'm not pushing surgeries um, on people. I got plenty of surgeries I got to do. I don't need you don't need no extra. Right. I don't. I'm not pushing <laughs> that. People are like, oh, you're just trying to operate. No, I don't. I had enough. Trust me. Um, and then it's Dr. P23, spell out Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-2-3 um, uh, on all platforms. Pierre Johnson, MD on Facebook. That's all right. Well, yeah. thank you. I love yeah. this partnership. It's way yes. up with Angela Yee. Yeah. Thank y'all so much. Awesome. Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 